What is up, podcast listeners? Thank you for giving me a few moments of your day to listen to this podcast. This is the Matt Baxter Show. I'm your host, Matt Baxter, and this podcast is about purpose, passion, and calling. Super stoked to have you as a listener because we're going to dive into some awesome, intense stories about people who are going through this journey of this thing called life, and we're all just figuring this out together. But seriously, you're giving me a little bit of your time, and I want to make sure it's valuable and worthwhile. So have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When I was getting this podcast off the ground, we first started as the Wedgecast, evolved into the Matt Baxter Show. There was a lot of questions that we had, like, how do I record an episode? How do I get my show in all the different places like Spotify, Apple Music, Anchor, Zencaster, all these different places. And yet it just seemed very, very complicated. But the simple thing for us as we began to navigate the waters is the answer to every single one of these questions, questions excuse me, was really simple. It's Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free. Yeah, free. And it's ridiculously easy to use. And now Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise in your podcast. That means you can get paid podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now. Yeah, making money. Okay, it's sweet. It's easy. It's not a big cheap plug on an ad, but it's just simple and easy to use. So for us, it's one of the best parts about it is we can do it entirely remote or in studio. So you can record, you've got that really, really high, you know, high in the sky person that you're going to have as a guest on your podcast. You got to do it remote. Anchor is easy to use. You got people who are willing to come to your studio, your house, your office, wherever you're recording it. Boom. Anchor. Love it. Simple, easy, simple and easy to use. So if you ever want to start a podcast, make money doing it, go to anchor.fm slash start. Join me in the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm slash start. Can't wait to hear your podcast. On this episode of the Wedgecast, I'm hanging out with my man, Asante Cleveland. Asante's a little challenging to describe because he's quite frankly just good at everything. He's played in the NFL, had a great career. He transitioned into the business world, and now he is ultimately stepping into startups, advising, mentoring, and just doing some fantastic things. He's a guy who not only is a good athlete, but he has he has a head on his shoulder. And even more dangerous, he has a passion for people and adding value wherever he can. So I've enjoyed the time I've gotten to spend with him, and he is just a rock star of a human being. Especially in this episode, he dives into his story, and he's just opening up about transitioning from professional sports to a professional business career. Asante, you're the man. Thanks for being on the show. Hi, Wedgecast listeners. I am sitting here with Asante Cleveland. Asante and I got to know each other from this magician named Nilly. <laughs> Nilly is just this fantastic storytelling person. She's probably going to absolutely hate that I brought this up. But she connected us a little bit while back, and we've uh, connected, bonded over some startup talk and stuff like that. So I figured he'd be a perfect guest on the show. Asante played football at University of Miami. He's originally from California. He had a, sp- a sprint in the NFL, played with the 49ers played with the Chargers, and then also played with the Patriots as well, too. And he's going to dive in a little bit about his football background. But also, also, he's making all of us look bad because he's stepping into the business world, too. So he's he's good looking, he's an athlete, and he's a businessman. I mean, we can't, I don't know how some of us even compete with that. So anyways, Asante, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, man. What uh, what led you up to where you're at today? And yeah, just give us some of your background. Well, thank you for that very warm introduction. <laughs> <laughs> only, only, only the truth. <laughs> well, like you mentioned, I'm from Sacramento, California. 
and I was fortunate enough to be recruited to the University of Miami, which is pretty atypical that they recruit outside of this far outside of Florida. Yeah, so, not to mention a couple of nice weather places. Way to go. <laughs> yeah, that was a big factor. I was originally committed to Washington State where it snows all the time, so I'm glad I saved myself from that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, cool. I was I was fortunate enough to go to University of Miami. I was a business management major. I played tight end. Uh, had a decent college career. Uh, it was good enough that I was able to go undrafted to the 49ers my rookie year. And then I got traded my next season to the Patriots, which was a roller coaster in and of itself. But That's it was kind of cool that uh, arguably the greatest evaluator of football talent was willing to give something up to get me in Bill Belichick. So That's that awesome, man. And then I uh, ended my career uh, my last two years with the Chargers. Okay. So when you were playing at the University of Miami, you mean, so, so walk me through as a player. First, first a couple of questions on that, and then we'll dive into the, kind of the business background too. But at what point did you think, all right, I actually might have a shot at going, you know, going to the next level with this. At what point did you, in your, in your mind, decide that? Uh, I think it's kind of like that athlete it's, I think it's also similar in the startup world where you don't even see the possibility of failure. Yeah. And looking back, I think I should have been a lot more humble about me thinking about I was going to go to the NFL. Yeah. <laughs> so my freshman year was pretty good. I had uh, like 10 catches, but I made some really impactful plays. But then the end of that season, the coach got fired and a new coaching staff came in. And I had shoulder surgery that offseason. So I was out while they were getting to know all the players and evaluating all the talent. So when I came back, I was kind of out of place, whereas I was a pass-catching tight end. And my, one of my other teammates was had emerged through the spring as a great uh, pass-catching tight end. So that niche wasn't really there for me. And so I didn't play too much my sophomore and junior year. So I figured the only way I'm going to have a chance to get to the NFL is if I learn how to block, kind of like pivoting. In a yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so I put a lot of energy into being a reliable blocker. And my senior year, I uh, played just hard enough to get a couple people's attention. But <laughs> on paper, I probably shouldn't have thought. I, I just knew I was going, even yeah. though my career, I had like 14 catches, which isn't a lot. <laughs> hey that's all right man that's all right they you had the potential you had the frame you had everything you had the whole package and they saw potential which is everything <laughs> that's awesome so so talk me through a little bit uh the the combination of i mean i know i know you now and you have a business mind so mm. talk me through being an athlete and being somebody who cares about obviously your business degree you care about the business world and what that what that was like through your college experience uh, through my college experience, I don't think I paid too much attention to it. I I knew that I wanted to do business only because I didn't know what I wanted to do. And I knew that having a business major would give me the most leverage to kind of maneuver how I wanted to whenever I figured it out. Yeah. Uh, but I feel like the most of my business <clears throat> mind kicked in once I got to the NFL and I realized how quickly this could all be over. So it made me, it forced me to think, okay, what's next? So every off season I had, I did something outside of football. Like my rookie year, I worked in the, I interned in the marketing department. 
Uh, I did some broadcasting stuff my uh, second year for three weeks for Comcast Sports. And then I did, I just kept into the broadcasting. And then I started, uh, while I was injured, that's when I started looking into more businesses like Startup World. So, okay, great, great transition on that. Because one of the things I think you and I obviously have talked a little bit about before the show is this idea of pivoting, right? So as a player in the NFL, or sorry, as a player in your college experience, you went from being a, you know, a catching tight end to a blocking tight end. So that's a big pivot in your life. You've then transitioned, you know, played in the NFL, the college to pro sports. That's a big pivot. And then all of a sudden you're talking about, uh, you know, you get injured and you step into the business world. That's a big pivot. So what have you learned about yourself through sort of these major pivots of your life? And how do you think that's sort of helped you kind of the next stages as you're figuring things out? I learned that as long as I have a clear head, I'm pretty resilient and I'm pretty resourceful. So I'm confident in my ability to solve problems that I come in contact with because in the moment, uh, uh, it seems I'm talking about when I was in college, like from not playing at all after playing a lot my freshman year, that seemed like a daunting task on damn, how do I make this work? But once I figured out, this is the hole I need to fill, like the niche I need to be involved in, I realized like, okay, I can figure out problems. There's always an answer. Awesome. So, okay. Um, what would you say throughout kind of leading up to this day? And then we'll definitely dive into kind of the business world and next, what would you say have been the highest points of your career and some of these pivots, some of these background, you know, your experience, and then what would you say are, have been some of the biggest challenges um, that might not necessarily be known or, you know, what, what would be some sort of the highs and the lows of, of your experience leading up to date? Uh, I'd say the highest high that I had was, uh, my rookie year. So I spent a lot of time on practice squad up and down. And then I was called up because we had one of our tight ends was injured. So we were playing, I was in 49ers and we were playing the Seattle Seahawks in Seattle. And that's when Legion of Boom was the defense, and they were just feared. And the first play I got in on, uh, there was like a whole bunch of different audibles and checks, and it was a check to a running play, and I blocked for a touchdown. And it <laughs> yeah, <was> baby. <laughs> validation of like, man, I could do this. You, you're in. You're in. <laughs> I mean, I've got this all figured out. So, so I, I got, I gotta ask. Uh, did you feel like was the high there as the player, like literally in the? So I played some sports. I mean, did you realize what you did at the time or was it sort of like a little bit after the fact or after the game watching film? Like at what point were you like, heck yeah, I just did that. Oh, immediately. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And and the running back was Frank Gore. So he went to University of Miami as well. So it's like, man. This is just a double whammy. (laughs) (laughs) That's so good. That's so good. Cool. Um, Yeah. And in in terms of the lows, I would say uh, my injury. So my my fourth year or my third year going into my fourth season during camp, I tore my meniscus and it was it was kind of a freak accident because it wasn't like I took a big hit. I was just running a route, I, a route I've run thousands of times, planted, and then something just didn't feel right. And so I uh, went to the doctor and they said, like, I tore my lateral meniscus. And that's kind of a tricky one because you have an option of you can just have it taken out and it'll be a six week recovery or you can have it repaired and it'll be a six month recovery. 
Now, this was probably the first real like business decision I ever had to make in my life where like the time in um, time camp when I got hurt, I knew that if I had it just taken out, it would have been a six week recovery. I probably would have been healthy week two of the season. And once I was healthy enough to practice, they would have just cut me just because I've seen it happen to so many guys throughout my career. So the business decision for me was I'm regardless of what happens, this knee is getting repaired because it'll be a six month recovery and they'll have to pay me my whole salary. It'll give me time to heal up, improve. I took the time to try to get stronger upper body wise. And I just knew that was the best, that was the smartest decision to make. But unfortunately what uh, ended my career was that uh, that next off season, I went to, I flew out to New England to resign with the Patriots. And then their doctor conclu concluded that my knee wasn't fully repaired, so they yeah. couldn't sign me. So that was that was a big low for me. Yeah. After like really not even considering that it wouldn't be repaired, I just knew, of course, it's repaired. I had a surgeon handle it, but that's the reality. And yeah, that was a tough one. <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, this this might be a pretty personal question, but was that the first time you sort of felt non invincible? I mean, you like when you when you were talking about being a being a college athlete, it's like, yeah, I'm gonna go pro. Like, I I just kind of feel like that's gonna happen. Not in a not in a cocky or arrogant way. Obviously, you're a humble guy, but like you just you just knew what the next step was. I guess was this the first time that you're thinking like, man, there's limitations here. Definitely. Yeah, because that's gonna be hard. Even though, even though I had a shoulder surgery, it was basically wear and tear and it was at the suggestion of my tight end coach at the time before he left once the coaching staff got fired he said hey i think you should just go get this looked at because it's been bothering you but like i didn't know any different i just figured like that's how my i'm supposed to feel yeah. and then it turns out it was injured but this was the first time like i did one thing and then i was like injured so sure. that was like a real eye opener and you go through the thought process of like that, why me, that, that victim mentality. And then when you objectively watch football, you're like, oh, this happens to everybody. Yeah. So yeah. that's when I realized I, I had an opportunity to go to another team. They reached out and I realized it's probably, I'm, I'm lucky to just get out with a knee injury because I've seen people get out, have a lot worse. So walk me through the personal experience of kind of what you were going through. Obviously, there's a learning curve. Uh, you've come out on a pretty awesome path uh, currently, and you're, you're connected with some amazing people and stepping into the business world. But what was the personal transition of what you learned, I guess, about yourself that, you know, uh, the identity of football taken away a little bit? It's like, who, who's Asante going forward? What have you learned about yourself through that process? Um, I'm pretty resilient. I, I, I learned that I... I was kind of surprised I would have to apply the things that I was learning a little sooner than I anticipated. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, I learned that the biggest thing for me was like the end of an era is not the end of the world. Like just because this part of my life is no longer relevant or going to happen again, that doesn't mean that there's not a, a multitude of different things that are about to happen in my life that have exponentially more happiness fulfillment that'll come with it love it love it which hopefully that's why we're talking now yep. so <laughs> 
So let's uh, let's let's transition. Let's pivot a little bit into the in the in the business talk. So um, you're uh, you have some involvement with a startup, pretty involved with this particular startup, and then also just kind of interested in that world in general. So why don't you give a little background about the Sleep Pod Company and and how that came to be, and then also transition, you know, a little bit about yeah your your involvement there, and then also just your your excitement for startups. So let's start first with uh, your involvement with Sleep Pod Company and what what all that looks like. Yeah, so I got involved with this company called Home. Um, I'm really excited about it just because it's such a new space. And I I started to see uh, these products pop up in like airports and stuff like that. So when I was presented with an opportunity to join in on something that I saw was like a very early space in the industry, I was really excited. I loved the branding behind it, the whole to me, the whole startup mentality is like the athlete mentality of like, all you can do is just put your head down and grind and let the chips fall where they may. So I'm so used to that. And I'm just, I'm excited to be able to like act as an advisor and try to help like make connections where I can provide value where I can. That's the most important thing is just whatever I can do to provide value to who I'm working with is really important to me. Yeah, that's great. Um, for the for the audience listening, can you give a little a little intro about the business? Like, obviously, it's a, kind of a sleep yeah, yeah. context. You can explain in a much better better capacity than I can. So, give, give the audience so, a little bit. Yeah. So it's a the company's called Home, and it's a forty three and a half square foot sleeping pod equipped with a a bed. You can charge your phone. There's blinds. You go in there and lock yourself away and recharge. You can book a nap. You can book it from uh, 30 minutes up to four hours, but it's just a really good way to just unwind. And the thought process behind it was that there is a multitude of options between if you want to eat Chinese food, Italian food. But in terms of sleep, outside of booking a hotel, which is pretty expensive, there's no real option for sleep when you need it. Like if you want to sleep in your car, that's not great or nope. in terms for students like sleeping in uh, the library like cooped up in a chair it's not great either so this provides an op- an opportunity for people to just recharge i love the context i think you first you first mentioned like airports for example like man what a what a marketplace for that when you're thinking about the number of bad naps i've attempted to take oh, yeah. in transition of airports you know, you you sit there, you get some gross food, and then you just want to take a nap. And of course, you can never sleep. What a, what an awesome idea! Love it. Love and it. What I, what I love about it is it's just for me when I'm at the airport, I don't even necessarily want to sleep. I just don't want to be carrying my carry on everywhere. So this is a way that you could just securely put your stuff away, and you could roam throughout the airport without having to lug all your stuff around. Yeah, that's awesome. That's great. So. You got involved with this startup. You're, you know, advising, mentor, you know, mentoring, kind of the group of people and the business side of things, making some connections and some intros. So this startup in particular obviously caught your eye. What? Take a step back for a second. Startups in general. What has what has gotten you so excited in this space? And obviously, the more and more we talk on the side of this, the more and more we're, we're potentially considering what all what all what what opportunities are here. But what for you is getting you so excited about startups in general? Well, there are so many new industries that are popping up and emerging that are that we're at the ground level for, that yeah. it's super early and the right person or the right company comes in and makes a splash. Like, 
this could solidify them in this growing space. So it's just fun to explore where the niches are, what's coming up, like who's doing what, like this whole, there's the cannabis industry coming up, there's esports coming up, there's like a whole bunch of like cool industries that are just going to be around for a long time. And we're that. at the per we're here at the perfect time to think of something to make it happen. <laughs> so do you want to take more of a backseat's not the right word, but do you want to be more on the advisee mentor side of the business or do you want to be in at the ground level taking something head on? Uh, I like I like the advising because cool. it gives me the flexibility to work with different people. Uh, I feel like I have useful connections and ideas that can go across a wide range of industries. So I like being able to be flexible in that capacity. Yeah. Love that. Cool. Um, give me a quick second. All right, cool. So for you going forward, obviously you've learned a lot and obviously you're, you're at a um, period of time where you're sort of figuring out what's next, where are you putting the most money in your fire? By the way, I see the University of Miami, uh, the polo rep in it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> love that. Look, professional. <laughs> you have to, you have to. So what, what is it for you that gets you fired up? What, what gets you out of bed in the morning? What's something that is sort of, I don't know, your, your MO? What, what, what's something important to Asante that keeps you going, keeps you driving, keeps you curious? Because every time we've talked, I've been super fired up. And I, you just have something about you that, that's really fun. And so what is that that I think ultimately you're pursuing or figuring out that gets you out of bed in the morning? For me, it's trying to be better every time. It's just that personal growth is really important. With that athlete mentality, you're going out to practice, trying to work on, like, what can I get better at today? My rookie year, we used to always, our coach used to make us write down three things that we were going to focus on for practice. So it's like that thought process of, like, what can I do to make myself better today? I do, especially with, like, working out because it helps me, like, have a clear mind. And I know that if I don't, if I don't have a clear mind, I'm not valuable. So... The more clearly I'm thinking, better I am. So I just really focus on uh, trying to be the best version of myself. And that I always think back to that quote, uh, a man who could conquer himself can conquer the world. So that's just my, that's what's always playing in my head. That's such a good word. Uh, I guess that's uh, cheap advice for me because I probably could use a little of that right now. So thank you for that. But um, it's, it gets addicting. It, seriously, it is. So you've got... Um, you're, you're a young guy with a head of steam and you got a head on your shoulder. You played in the NFL professional sports and then transitioned in the business world. What advice do you have for a guy three, four, five years, a little bit younger than you, who's entering the NFL, thinks that they're invisible, invincible, sorry, not invisible, thinks they're invincible, thinks, you know, they, they, they think lifelong career in sports, but there's a lot more life after that. So what advice do you have for them? Um, sort of taking on that mentor advisee role to a younger version of you. It's kind of funny that we're talking about this right now when the draft is happening tonight. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I will tell someone entering the NFL that it can all be gone in a second. Like I've seen people whose NFL's careers lasted a day, like not even exaggerating. Mm -hmm. um, so I'd say, like everyone says, save your money. Don't get caught up in spending like the multi 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 millionaires in the locker right next to you are doing yeah uh, but i'd definitely say make 
connections, network as hard as you can. You're have the most social cachet you'll probably have for a long time. So yeah. capitalize on that. I felt like what I would tell myself is going back to my rookie year, like I lived in Silicon Valley and I made no tech connections. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you gotta do better than that. So yeah, I would exactly network, just yeah. meet as many people you can just to, to get you thinking about other things outside of football. Cause maybe you, run into someone who introduces you to something that you never even considered. Yeah, exactly. Okay. For you, I guess, what is some, I guess, what is something, maybe what's a mistake that you learned in that transition? And then what's something you think you've done really well in that transition? Oh uh, man, <laughs> I'd say. <laughs> Dropping a bomb. Sorry. You gave me a minute to think about it and a minute to come back. <laughs> man, I'd say a mistake especially like when I was first, when I first got the news from the New England, like, oh, we can't sign you. That was tough. So at that point, I would say my biggest mistake was not every idea is a great idea. Mm. So I was uh, briefly considering starting a, a vodka company. I'm not even much of a drinker, but it sounded like a good idea. Yeah, I, yeah, exactly. There's some successful ones out there. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of successful ones. Yeah. Uh, the idea was pretty good, but yeah. it's like one of those things where it's like, this is definitely not the right time for this. You have so many other things to focus on. But I would say, yeah, my biggest mistake was just getting wrapped up in just like chasing any idea to keep me occupied. Yeah, Okay. So I guess where has some of your uh, where's some of your deal flow for some of these ideas come from? Uh, fortunately, through the connections I made, I network. Yeah, luckily, once we the so I was with the Chargers the last year they were in San Diego. Then we moved up to Orange County. So fortunately, was a lot closer to LA. Got to uh, meet a lot more people who were doing a lot of cool stuff. Yeah, that's awesome. That's cool, Asante. So. One of the things that I think I've enjoyed so much about chatting with you is obviously you've got a head on your shoulders, which is so cool. I mean, this is like you, you're an athlete, it's a good part of your life, good chapter. And I don't think that chapter is far, maybe, maybe on the field that chapter is closed, but your involvement in sports probably isn't closed. And yet you're transitioning into the business world and you're doing some amazing things. And that, the, like, I got to be honest, the fun, most fun part is you're a humble guy and you're just fun to chat with. So I think like one of the, one thing I want to leave you with is like, what advice do you have just like how to be a good person yet you've done some really cool things in some high status places? Like how do you keep a head on your shoulder? Uh, luckily I learned all this from my dad. I'm pretty much a spitting image of who he <laughs> is. So I have to tip my cap to him, but I just say, I don't, I'm always open to learn. I have never been arrogant. Uh, I, I really believe that everyone can teach you something. And there's always like a specific nugget that you'll get in the most innocuous places and you just have to be paying attention. Yeah. So that's why I'm just always really eager to meet new people, talk to anybody and just try to learn as much as I can. Love that. Love that. Cool. Well, any closing thoughts, anything you want to leave the audience with? Man, I, well, I have to publicly tip my cap to you because oh, I so I just recently started a LinkedIn and after seeing your following and 
I'm just inspired. So. <laughs> <laughs> dumb luck somehow. I, well, <laughs> thank you for yeah, that. <laughs> whatever it is, it's working. <laughs> yeah, yeah, something like that. So, well, thank you for that. Hey, thank you so much for being on the show. Thanks for doing this. It's uh, There's many more conversations to be had, but I'm excited for what's to come. So thanks again. Oh, man, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it.